In this week's SME feature, we speak to Rina Chunga of Rich Factory. Rina, take us through your work. I am a designer and a stylist and most recently helping out with some creative direction. Now, you focus mostly on printed African designs. Why take this route in in this market? You know, when I started out, it seemed like the clever route because not everyone was doing African print. And lately, everyone seems to be going in that direction. But I mean, I'm still passionate about it because I'm still very much in love with my heritage. And I still think in um, on a global market, it's something different. It might not be the most unique thing here in Africa or in South Africa, but when you want to go compete with your big international brands, it's something very unique. What sets Rich Factory apart is... First of all, the fabrics that I use, the Chitenga fabric, I actually grew up on it since I am Zambian. So these are the fabrics that we've grown up wearing. I know more about them than most people, so I treat them in a certain way that other people might not. Luckily, in South Africa, most people do also get their fabrics from one supplier. And I'm lucky enough to still have my family send me down fabrics from Zambia. So that already gives me a unique print. And then also um, designing. I know a lot of people tend to think of African print as something you just wear to a traditional wedding. And I like to design with it, have fun with it so that it's not just, I still want it to be very modern and not just modern. I mean, like the skirt I'm wearing today, not just the normal everyday skirt. The market is kind of populated at this stage. How do you market yourself differently? I do it because, like I said, I do love African print. I love the heritage. I love the business of design. I love the business of fashion. And um, the way I market myself differently is uh, I'm going for a very natural movement. There's a lot of ladies who not so much into weave anymore they're looking to their own heritage they're looking to still look good but look african it's not so much for the super hipster arty person anymore it's still for a working girl well educated making money but she still wants to look good in her heritage Mm. so those are the women who i am targeting so far how has rich factory been received on the market It's grown in leaps and bounds, I would say, in the last six months. It was was a hard start, you know, especially when I decided to do the African prints solely. That was a hard start. But I think I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing how far it goes this year. I dressed um, Nonsamo Mabata for the Queen's Plate and... She wore a print. Oh, yeah. yes. That was lovely with the big uh, blue tool yes, that was yes. stunning. Thank you. And I think a lot of the comments in the newspaper articles were saying how much they wouldn't expect someone to wear African print or something like that, but mm-hmm. it looked amazing. Mm. So that's what I'd like to show people that you can wear print to a very formal event and still look good, still look classy. So since that's growing, my market is growing. Mm. There's a growing culture of pop-up sales and bringing the product to the people. What are your views on that approach? There's highs and lows to it. When you have your pop-ups, mostly the marketing that you would do is on social media. And as much as I love my business on social media, then people see it as a so-called Instagram boutique. There's a fine line between that and I'm just using this to, to advertise. And also people go through your pictures and don't pay attention to what I'll be selling now. Mm -hmm. So they go look at pictures. It could be from four months ago and they come to your pop-up and they're expecting to see that same thing from four months ago. They haven't paid attention to what you've advertised. They've just seen that, okay, we're going to have a sale. The amazing part is also the going to people on the other side of things 
people can't drive like we sometimes travel. We've been to Durban, Cape Town, Bulukwani, Bank. People can't come to Joburg. You take it to their hometown. They're happy to meet you. They're happy to have the clothes there within reach without having to order. And if they order, they don't get to try it on. So now they get to try on everything. You touched on the role of social media. How do you use it correctly to attract the crowd that you want? With social media, I found that my Instagram following and my Instagram clients are very different from my Facebook clients. So you need to know who's following you on Facebook. What are they looking for? Who's following you on Instagram? What are they looking for? And even who's looking on your blog? So with my blog, it's mostly international people. They'll go online, Google African print. My blog comes up with my Instagram followers. They are very high fashion that's what they're looking for. My Facebook followers are looking for something more affordable. So just because a dress can sell for a good 2K on Instagram, it won't sell the same on Facebook. And pay attention to who they are. I think they want to know a little bit about the person that they're buying from. That's what I've found works for me. So I do share a little bit about myself or even how I have fun with the clothing or the day. Just so that um, it's not just, you know, a brand because it's easy to see, okay, here's this this label but we'd like to know who's behind it mm. and I think that's how you can connect with people on social media. Now what are some of the challenges that you face so far in your journey? Challenges um, would be funding. I think everyone has gone through that unless you know your dad is willing to give you <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of cash. The funding has been difficult, the manpower has been difficult because a lot of it to begin with if you don't have funding to hire someone to help you is you so it's like a one-man show and especially when it's design and you're sewing and you're wearing the clothes to advertise and you're going to sell things but um, one thing I can say about it is it has when you have your own business you know money comes in regularly so it's not that you're waiting for a paycheck at the end of the month then you can invest back into your business when the money comes back you can put it put it back in your salad dress, you're like, okay, I can go buy a new sewing machine, I can do this, I can do that. Having said that, what are your views on uh, the entrepreneurial space or SME space in South Africa currently? You can definitely get, you know, they support to get your marketing tools. You can go to like your GEP and then you can get your business cards, your what's that, a pull-up banner yeah. and your flyers and such. But when you're looking for more, when you're looking for more of an investment, and sometimes, I mean, there is... Things like they'll say to you, okay, we'll pay 80%, you can pay 20 but you need to come up with a proper business plan. You need to come up with where you're going to get this money from. And for someone who's starting out, especially someone who's just from tertiary and you don't exactly have surety or anything like that, you can't get over that hurdle. So there is funding if you look hard enough. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, I've, I've met people from you know, Department of Arts and Culture, and they'll say to you, you know, we have all this funding, give us a call, and when you do, you run in a lot of circles. So I'm not too sure where the funding actually goes, mm. but I do hear one in 50 stories of people who have gotten it. I don't know, maybe I just didn't go the right path, but I think, yes and no, some people get it, some people don't. On that note, what advice would you have for somebody out there who's trying to start their own business? What keeps me going in this space is I don't have any other choice. So I'll tell you a little story. Mm -hmm. I actually put up on my Instagram this past week. I was looking for, I'm looking for an assistant because now my business has grown. And I was shocked at the CVs that I got. It's graduates, fashion graduates with better qualifications than me. And I'm just thinking, are you guys sitting waiting to be employed? You know, you don't want to start your own business. Yeah. 
so that while while you're waiting, if you do want to be employed by someone else while you're waiting, at least you have something coming in, you're able to make ends meet. So for me, there's never been a choice because I did try to get jobs when I finished school and I couldn't. Mm. And I just thought, okay, if they're not going to give us jobs, then we need to make our own. And that's always been my thing. Lastly, where to for Rina Chunga? Things are moving ridiculously fast this year. Um, I'm working on dressing and styling a few um, celebrities. And I think I'm enjoying the styling because as much as it's styling and going to get clothing from other designers, I get to put them in a lot of my own clothing, which um, is pretty much free marketing. And I'm looking to getting into AFI. Mm-hmm. But I think that's quite a bit of a long-term goal because I was checking around this year and I was like, okay, maybe next year. Yeah. So that's where we're headed. And um, a lot of uh, production as well. So coming onto someone's creative team and giving them creative advice from a fashion standpoint or how to sort of bring African design into their business. That was Rina Chunga of Rich Factory in this week's SME Feature.